0: Welcome to Careers in Discovery, your window into the world of leaders in pharma and biotech. Brought to you by Singular Talent, making higher and better for organizations involved in drug discovery and R&D. Srivad Lamoudi is the Vice President of Business Development for the EU and rest of the world at ICTOS, a company using AI to expedite drug discovery. We talked to Shree about his career move from research into BD and how he approaches prospecting, outreach and relationship building in biotech. I'm delighted to be here this week with Shree Vadlamudi of ICTAS. Shri, welcome to Careers in Discovery.
1: Thank you, Tom. Very nice to be here. Um, pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, really good to see you again. Um, so Shri, I'm really interested to hear more to start with about ICTAS, about Maya, um, and about AI for, for new drug design. Tell us about what you're up to at the moment.
1: Yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, so ICTAS is a startup company based in Paris, about five mm-hmm. years old now. Uh, we are coming up to 55 employees with different skill sets across medicinal chemistry, comp chem, data sciences, AI, and engineering, of course operations and business development too. Uh, so ICTAS I- is a pioneer uh, in-, in-, in the deep generative modeling in the sense that they have developed or uh, we have developed a uh, proprietary technology platform based on the concepts of deep generative modeling. Okay. Uh, today, we are a leading player in AI-based generative chemistry Uh, delivering value in 50-plus real-world collaborations with biopharma, biotech pharma, academic research institutes, in the ecosystem globally. Uh, So a little bit of highlights about ICTAS. Soon after inception, ICTAS started its first collaboration in 2017. Uh, Initial success and first real-world validation of technology was achieved in 2018 in collaboration with Servier a well-known French pharmaceutical company. In 2019, ICTAS has established its presence in North America by incorporating ICTAS Inc and secured seed funding, as well as non dilutative finance mm-hmm. for its AI-based design technology and software platform. In the same year, ICTAS has won its first client for MacIA, uh, a source-generative AI software platform uh, in 2020, ICTAS has released Spire, ICTAS's um, retrosynthesis planning tool, and made it available publicly for users to use it and evaluate it. Um, so in during this time, ICTAS also has developed its own high performance computing or HPC okay. computing platform that enables parallelization of computation on GPUs and CPUs on demand. Mm. Uh, They can be easily scaled up to meet the computational needs of collaborators globally. Uh, All of the ICTOS technologies can also be easily deployed on collaborators' virtual private cloud. Um, So uh, to to sum up, ICTOS's uh, mission is to provide solutions that foster productivity improvements in small molecule drug discovery.
0: We operate
1: in small molecules and peptide space as well
0: yeah i see okay and you know i think uh, we've obviously seen over the last definitely five years but but probably 10 years the the rise of ai and drug discovery and and drug development um you've mentioned the focuses on small molecules and peptides tell us a bit that you can I appreciate some of that would we'll be under the hood um about the approach and and tell us a bit about the platform
1: yeah sure so the the main problem we tackle with our technology platform is called multi-parametric optimization or MPO. What does this mean is designing and optimizing a compound with well-balanced biological activity, selectivity, and physiochemical parameters is a significant challenge to date. Uh, So it's like solving a Rubik's cube, if you like. So try to optimize one, the other will go off. So ICTAS technology, tackles that problem head-on. So we have a great technology in the form of Machia, which can be applied for ligand or structure-based projects um, uh, in, in small molecules or peptide space. Uh, it's pure focus in multi, multi-parametric optimization. So the tools allow us to uh, search for an optimal solution in a, given solu- in a given chemical space, as per the blueprint or target product profile of the project provided by the collaborators. Mm. Uh, so the, 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 this is only half of the job done, if you like. So you can design the compounds, but you need to know how to make them in the lab. So yes. that the second part is what we tackle with another tool called Spire, Data-Driven Retrosynthesis. Together with Macchia and Spire, we not only design the compounds, we also come up with the roots, synthetic routes, how to make the compounds in the lab. So these two offerings, combined together, they provide us a good edge. We believe we are the only company who offer design and synthetic accessibility simultaneously to tackle multi-parametric optimization aspects. Yeah, I see. drug discovery projects.
0: I see, so very much end to end from, here's the theoretical problem, so here's how you make it.
1: Yeah, so basically from early stage hit discovery to hit to lead and lead optimization up to the candidate nomination, preclinical. Yeah. we offer services
0: there yeah yeah makes sense and we'll talk about your earlier career in a in a short time uh shri but um you know you, you're a chemist originally um but today you're you're running the business development function there at Ictos. tell us a bit about where you spend your time what the bulk of your role involves tell us a bit about being a vp of business development
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, So as you introduced, I'm currently working as vice president and head of business development for Europe and rest of the world at ICTOS. In my role currently along with my team, I lead strategic business development outreach, uh, alliance management, marketing, and communications activities. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the teams in the UK, France, and in Japan too. Yeah, combination of business development outreach personnel, uh, marketing and communications person and application scientist as well. So, so the three aspects I tackle, um, so the, the team has grown significantly uh, last year and this year. So um, we are trying to reach out uh, Europe and Asia pack as well. Um, so we, we close good uh, two, Uh, collaborations in Japan beginning of this year with Ono Pharma and Tejin Pharma, as Mm -hmm. well as a a collaboration with Astrogen based in South Korea, Uh, and back end of the last year, we closed our first deal in China with Hungary Pharma, so we we are trying to do global outreach, if you like, Uh, the technology has good uptake in biotechs and uh, pharma companies, as well as with research institutes.
0: Yeah, I see. So it's quite a diverse territory that you cover. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the, 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 the thing I like here is given the chemistry background, as you alluded to, and uh, mm. mixing that with the technical uh, sales, as well as doing the outreach and being able to answer as many questions as possible during the initial phases of outreach helps. Yes, and then, of course, when it turns into the more detailed discussions, the technical and scientific teams will come along. Mm. We work as a team and and the whole aim there is to do the feasibility assessment for a given project, if we can do, we put in a proposal and we go forward, if not, we say, uh, look, we don't have enough data or maybe this, we want to be quite upfront because again uh, credibility is an important part for us being a young and growing company uh, so we take a lot of pride on what we do and what we deliver to collaborators
0: yeah yeah makes sense and um you know i guess the science is is somewhat universal in terms of uh, you know across the world it's the same you know chemistry is the same right uh, scientifically but uh, you know there's obviously different culture different business considerations in all of those regions that you're talking about you particularly you mentioned japan there and i think there's sort of a perception that japan is very different um how, how's that been for you to sort of navigate and and for you you and your team to get your heads around
1: yes yes so th- th- you made a very good point i think uh, uh I- in europe i think we we, we we are in the us or in the west to to be to be frank i think yeah, we we go end to end, probably a little quicker if you like. So mm-hmm. data, there is project, et cetera. We move quicker. Um, but but um, in Japan, it it, it, it it takes a little time to get your first couple of deals. Once you get the deals, then you are seen very favorably. Uh, personally speaking, yeah, we 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 did the deals. we we stayed we were on a road trip last October uh no actually this October I beg your pardon <laughs> uh, to Japan we met all the collaborators and we did the road trip to a good number of companies there uh so they are adapting AI very well within mm. their um, uh, Discovery pipelines we have quite a good reception um uh, I think they, they, they are very nice polite and humble people so we, we, we get on extremely well with them, so yes. we have a good number of projects ongoing with them with good success rates uh, and then of course, not to mention the repeat aspects as well that helps us. yes, culturally there are some differences but uh, you can get over there um, as I said they they speak very humbly and mm. it, it is very nice once you get to know the teams uh, it works really well um, yes. And, yeah, I think there are certain subtleties, like the way you uh, exchange your business cards and then the way you speak, et cetera. So uh, th- th- once you get over that, I think it is it is reasonably good. And then I quite enjoy working with asia Pack customers in general. Yeah, OK. And, and, and along with US and European as well.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll probably come onto this as we talk through your career, Sri. But um, for you as a as a scientist working in a commercial position, as you have been doing for several years, what what is it that that sort of attracted you to that side of the industry? What do you like about it? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think first of all, why did I get into science and specifically in the drug discovery art? Uh, I, I grew up in India, uh, very close to the pharma capital of India, which is Hyderabad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm used to reading the news, people, that environment, their views, etc. on how good pharma is going to be. Um, and then th- that kind of influenced me to get into the career, into the science. Mm. But during my education, I heard about these patent treaties. India and China were not the signatories that time. Yes. Um, so that that time that uh, getting into the getting to know more about the patents and R and D opportunities that helped me to get into drug discovery. So that's how I ended up in getting to medicine chemistry and and mm. getting into getting involved in drug discovery R and D here. Uh, so that, that that's briefly why I got into um, and in terms of uh, my. Early career. So after completing my PhD, I joined a company called Onexo. Okay. Uh, I joined there as a research scientist, and in the next five years, I made my way up to principal scientist and project leader where I was running early stage drug discovery projects as well as managing CRO activities. So it is more kind of internal role looking after the project management activities and uh, running the project as well as. Our project leadership activities and also externally speaking to a lot of CROs to make sure the work is done uh, in in timely manner, etc. So that gave me an opportunity to think okay, I can probably do a little bit more in externalized roles as well. Mm. But I was waiting for the optimal time to make that transition. So I carried on a few years at Onexo, then I took up the similar role at a company called Pyramid Pharma. Okay. Uh, For a couple of years. There, we had already collaborations, uh, drug discovery collaborations with Roche and Genentech. Um, After I joined, I think Roche and Genentech, they wanted to acquire the company because of the assets, and it was a very big deal that time. And then that made me to realize uh, how big value the R&D assets could create with the right time and the right characteristics. Uh, At that point, I I thought, okay, I want to get into commercial space. Uh, I went to pursue uh, an executive MBA with Lancaster Business School. Mm -hmm. I came out with Merit. And then since then, I I stayed in the technology platform company space. So I worked so far for three companies who have technology platform in computational chemistry and computational biology. Uh, My role was trying to combine my technical skills or scientific skills, along with the commercial acumen I have, uh, try to establish first collaborations, uh, Mm -hmm. commercializing the technology, getting the revenues and moving them towards the profitability, if you like. So that's the transition uh, I I made. Uh, It it wasn't overnight. It took me a while to look for the right time, right opportunity and gain additional skills I wanted to have. Uh, I think during this journey, I owe a lot to my um, very generous mentors, they helped me all the way when to make the switch and what it is. So th- that really helped out, uh, helped out to me. And to to summarize, I think the um, first part of my career in re- various research management positions in and around companies in Oxford biotechs, that helped me to consolidate my experience in drug discovery and operational aspects. Yeah. Once I moved to the next 10 years or so in the technology platform space and helping to commercialize the technology and getting into uh, the business development, outreach and deals that gave me the edge into the uh, BD space and becoming uh, a seasoned person in the commercial arena, if you like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And thinking back to that initial transition, I appreciate it probably seems a long time ago now, but... What was it that attracted you to commercial roles? You know, you you're in the lab doing your research, doing some interesting stuff. Why why take that step over
1: for you? Yeah, so I th- think I'm I'm generally an optimist. Uh, okay, good. And <laughs> and and, 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 I, and I always think it's the cup is half full. So uh, I'll, I'll share you a little story. So when I was thinking about transition, you go and speak to people. I think some people said, "Oh, probably you can." Yeah, you need a little bit more skill set, which is. Quite constructive in their feedback, mm. and some said, "Okay, you can't do." Okay, then that's the point that I took it in a constructive way, and I said, "Okay, I have the experience, I can do it." I think the the, the moment is you believe in yourself and you wait for the right opportunity and make the transition. So, I, and again, I owe a lot to the people who kind of gave their viewpoint, which I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't blame them. That's fine. So uh, the the general rule for me is if someone says you can't do, then I will try to do that.
0: (laughs) I think that's probably a good starting point for a commercial career, to be honest. (laughs) Yes, yes. And and
1: also being an optimist uh, and being uh, always glass half full scenario, that would help in the commercial arena. So well, you don't don't close 100% deals, you have to be ready for setbacks and then being resilient and go back and do what you are doing. So that's that's what it is. And finally, I quite like to go and interact with people in mm-hmm. different parts yeah. of the world and different cultures or different walks of the life, if you like. So that the, the, this role offers all of that, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you learn a lot by going to these partnering events or conferences you update your knowledge as well as what is happening in the ecosystem in general, and then you can position your technologies and offerings accordingly. Yeah. So that, that, that would help going out and interacting with people.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you've got to, <laughs> it's a pretty hard job to do if you don't enjoy talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. you mentioned that sort of as you went and spoke to people, there was, there was a point that, that you will have to develop some new skills. You'll have to work on these things, which I think, you know, is, probably quite common in a career transition. But um, you also said that you went and did an MBA. Was that, as, I take it that was as a result of that, you thought, I'll go and do an MBA, I'll develop some of this knowledge.
1: Yeah, part of that was that, okay. So I need I need a bit more skill set uh, to to uh, to understand a bit more from different functions which operate, for example, I don't know. I mean, y- y- you can get the strategy if you get the mind right. But yeah. the, uh, for example, the things like finance, marketing and operations, it gives you a whole overview what different functions you can do and then mm. you, can, you can choose so my aim always was to come back and and pick up a commercial career in in the pharma industry so we, that's the view i went in i enjoyed yeah. all the teachings and learnings i have but soon after completing uh, uh, my 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 course and work, after working for a couple of technology commercialization companies i was really lucky to work with uh, my mentor who worked with big pharma uh, he really trained me um, in, in the partnering events and then helped me to uh, refine my skill set and, and mm. everything else to today what i am i owe a lot to him because he sees the work he sees the world in a different way because he worked in um, uh, big bigger pharma companies uh, to to give a, to give you an example we went to a partnering event uh, I think in the first two meetings, he pitched the company, mm-hmm. usually half an hour meetings, you have pleasantries, and then you have to get the message across in 10, 15 minutes. And then the other company will do the same. So I he encouraged me, he asked me to do the third one and fourth one. And then after that, he said, okay, in, 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 three, in three days, we are here, you get on and then you come and tell me what it is. So that's the type of boost it gives you it it it, it increases your confidence levels i know what yeah. I from them so i really were locked lot to that particular individual
0: yeah i can imagine because i think um when you first start having those sorts of conversations it is terrifying isn't it you know you sort of yeah, think yeah. what is anyone going to care am i going to screw it up am i
1: <laughs> yeah you have to be on your feet and then yeah, yeah you, you, you just have to be ready yeah
0: so thinking about that person in particular, are there, are there particular things you think that you took from them that were really important learns for you?
1: Yes, yes. I think uh, he, he also worked in, in in research for some time. Then he transitioned quickly into uh, commercial aspects. Mm. He reached to quite higher position in, in 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 big pharma, and then he came back to biotech to run the companies, if you like. So it's a good good experience and good skill set i can look at him and learn mm. from his experiences so i had a good uh, working relationship with him for a good few years uh, so during the time uh, yeah I, I i i closed good few deals half a dozen or so um, then that helped me to transition into it and then where i continue doing more uh, yeah so it, it's always good to have someone you can you can observe them and you can learn the way they interact and then the way and they look into it's not necessarily copying but you can get inspiration and then you can refine the way you work if you like
0: yeah yeah absolutely um i'm always interested in the sort of business development that you do in that um a lot of sales or bd roles in different sectors you do lots of transactions, right? And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you sort of hone your skills through repetition, whereas the dynamic in in biotech and in partnerships and in platforms is very different, right? It's, it's focused on some, a, a smaller number of very high value
1: transactions yes. and, and yeah. deals.
0: So it, I'm always interested in sort of how, you know, how, how you initiate those conversations, how you manage yourself through those times where deals take, Sometimes years to come together, you know, the, the sort of all those dynamics of it, because that's all a bit sort of foreign to me because I've never really operated in that. So it's kind of a vague question, but hopefully you can see. what Yeah, I'm
1: yeah I understand what you're saying. So yeah. essentially, we, 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 we look for the, uh, the, 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 the right companies, for example, mm. in in the biopharma space. I think who are they? For us, the right ones would be the, the pharma space, big and medium and small pharma then biotechs, big and uh, large biotechs, and then startups, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Of course, the research institutes and then the CROs as well. So you need to, and, and academics. So in these, I think you kind of qualify those opportunities in the author, for example, who got the most revenues? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. who is, who is uh, what is the likelihood of um, the, the companies paying you the buck, if you like? Um so y- it's a lot of background process that goes in before starting outreach. Uh, so you need to identify uh, the correct partners to start with, and then you need to qualify them. So what is the likelihood of closing a deal with them? Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of that information may not be available to you when you start yes. outreach, but you have to change it on the fly as you go along. Uh, and you need to have, you need to start a, like a funnel, broader outreach then kind of narrowing down uh, and then you get into uh, a sizable opportunities for the year to close uh, so uh, m- m- my my way of working is always yeah go broader and then kind of narrow it down yeah. and then focus on as you come into the second third quarter so by then you will have a good visibility what sort of opportunities are available and what you can do. Yeah. And of course, there are inbound opportunities which we nurture. Uh, so that's another point. It's always a
0: good day, right? <laughs>
1: it's a good one. I think uh, when you start getting inbound opportunities, that's a good, good sign. Yes. You know, people hear about you from somewhere else and they are reasonably quicker to close. Uh, so that's like icing on the cake. Okay, Mm-mm-mm. we'll do it
0: yeah absolutely so I imagine and this may be sort of upfront work you may not have to do this over and over again but I imagine there's a lot of time you need to spend on really really sort of refining the proposition what problems can you solve how do you help people so that you can identify then those right those right partnerships
1: yes yes I think during the first two or three initial meetings we would know whether the the, the project or the discussions we are engaged in we might be able to do something or do we have to say maybe we can't do or something else? So that is a critical point, if you like. So for us at ICTOS is we always do a feasibility study. Mm. Um, It's a quick one we can do with the team and the tools available to us and technology available to us. Once we are confident we can do that, then we we get into the detailed discussions. Mm. If at any given point we feel it is not a reasonable one, we go and say to them what oh, friend because there is no point in getting into a collaboration and then yeah. in the middle you say oh we can't by the way so it's not us so we are selective in that case it's not that i i get every opportunity the opportunity opportunity that comes to my door No, of course yeah i think this is something we do as a team the technical scientific teams as well as the BD and operational aspects, we we work as a team, and then we thoroughly review the opportunity and then take it forward.
0: Yeah, and I, I assume—and correct me if I'm wrong on this—I assume that that's where your research background comes in, helpers us in qualifying those opportunities and finding those solutions.
1: Correct, correct. In in the in the first couple of meetings, it's usually um, yeah, the BD and BD with application scientists we go because we need the scientific input. Although I'm in bd I may not be able to give the entire nitty-gritty details of the science. So I need them yeah. as well. So the first few meetings are generally high-level ones, and then once we have a good understanding, there is a good opportunity there. Then we bring in the team, uh, the science, technical, and 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 the other teams relevant to the project. So that that, that helps us to move forward very quickly mm. because everyone is busy there are some projects we are delivering and then there are some projects we need to uh, work on etc and then the new ones so it's a matter of managing the resources appropriately
0: yeah and before we move on from this and uh, i've got a couple of other questions for you aside from this but you know if, if people are maybe in the position that you were in as a researcher thinking about a commercial opportunity or thinking about taking that step what are the things that you think would be useful for them to know or what you know what are the things that kind of um looking back on it were were surprising for you i suppose in in making that move
1: yeah so that that's a very good one tom uh i I think i actually hired recently a a new person with science science background he's a well-known computational chemist so he wanted to get into bd so he came on board um, currently going through that process, so because I see myself in him where, where it was. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, see. I think my 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 advice would be having the technical background is always helpful. Uh, not only your preferred field, not only medchem, overall understanding of drug discovery process, what mm-hmm. it involves, that would really help during the discussions. And second, commercial role is not just about sending emails and then repeating the whole thing so it's much more than to that I think it's outreach is only part and how you nurture those interactions to the closure of the deal there is a lot in between so you need to gain good insights on for example pitching in the right way uh, being able to stand on your feet and then answer the questions correctly if you can't then you can always go back and check with your science team and get back to them Yes. Uh, and also being able to understand the the, the legal aspects, contractual aspects, uh, pricing, and then uh, uh, how you put, how you would put forward a quotation or proposal, balancing the resources, and then extracting out a maximum value of the technology platform. These all things do you learn along the way. The best way is to do it. Uh, right. And, and, <laughs> Yeah, it, it does take time. And, and and also the last point I would make is you need lots of energy and optimism to stay right. in role <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and you have to be prepared to go for the events and, and the roadshows, et cetera. So uh, it, it, it is not just sitting in front of the desktop or, or laptop, whatever you call, uh, firing away emails. So I think mm. that worked during the pandemic, but when the things are eased up. Uh, I, I, I still believe the face-to-face meetings are a great way because you can see people, you can see their body language and then you interact True, with yeah. in, a, in a good way. So we try to do as many site visits as possible May mm-hmm. not always be possible. When you are in the area, it's always good to go and say quick hello, even if you don't have any updates to do because it's a good way of keeping that interaction going
0: yeah absolutely yeah and you you want people to remember you right and so yeah, yeah. um that's much better done face to face I think I know, um, yeah. let you, let you say I think you know there was a period of a couple of years where you couldn't do that right and so there were there were different habits that people had to develop I think some have been slower to come out of those habits that yeah, yeah. say yeah um yeah. but it's it's kind of I don't know if you've found the same, but we found it's nice that there's now a bit of a blend in the um you know, I used to do a lot of speculative meetings. I'm sure it was the same for you where, you know, this person may or may not ever work with us, but I'll travel over here for three hours and go and see them all, you know, even further for you. Yeah.
1: yeah. That
0: doesn't really happen anymore because a lot of that's virtual. It's the it's the more committed meetings that you tend to go to. That, that's been a much more effective way to work for us.
1: Correct. You're absolutely right. So I think, yeah, I, you, you, you can do both ways, I guess. One mm. is uh, you can... Uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, pre-qualification is really yes, key true. for us. So once you do that, I think sometimes you don't get a real feel. Do they have a project? Do they have budgets? Uh, unless you go and speak to them, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go, but sometimes you get a good, in, good good information which way it is going. So it's being able to judge those and then making the next step is is the key for this as well for the BD role. Yeah, um, I think it's it's part of. Uh, analyzing the interactions and then making a good choice at the end what what it is going to be you may not be right 100 but at least it gives you something to think about and act
0: yes yeah absolutely and then sort of shifting gears a little bit Sri and thinking about kind of your experience of building a career in the biotech sector you you've had two successful careers so far you you had a successful career as a researcher then made this transition and now you've progressed into a a senior role in a in a biotech company in commercial and business development so you're obviously doing something right
1: <laughs> i'd like to think so thank you <laughs> but from
0: that point of view in terms of building your career progressing developing what what do you think have been the most important things you've learned about that or or the sort of advice you would give to other people about building that yeah
1: so th- th- this is a very good point i think uh, the, the 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 thing i would like to make is drug discovery R&D and, and, uh, or drug discovery and drug, drug development has many functions, many opportunities. Uh, you don't have to stick to the um, role you are trained in. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have, you, that's the first entry ticket. For example, you have a medchem background, you, you join as research scientist. Then later on, I think you have to explore yourself. So do you want to stay in there? And then you, your path takes you to CSO, for example, that's yeah. one part, or you want to use your uh, skill set into the commercial role like I did in in the BD, or else some people transition into, for example, the patents and IP space. so it it gives multiple opportunities. I think I'm only covering chemistry here, biology and other functions will have a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. I think the the timing in all of these is is a key part. so, when you want to go i think it's like you be in a role for four or five years then you think okay i have done what i could then maybe it's time to explore other things so i always did the similar way so so what role is suitable for me what opportunities i have in the company i'm working if not are there any other organizations that would support that type of move so that that's what i thought and then uh, internally, luckily, in some companies, I got the transition very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, thanks to that individual I mentioned. Um, so it, it, it was really helpful. I think the the, the good thing is to uh, talk to people who has done those who have done those transitions, and then believe in yourself uh, that you have the skill set, and then you can do that. And you have to be prepared for a few risks, if you like. So, yeah. yeah It may or it may not work, but you have to go in and and then try it. If not, then you always have a soft landing. You can go back to your own own role.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And you've mentioned sort of uh, a couple of times through this conversation, the the mentors and also going and speaking to people who've made those transitions and that kind of thing. Um, I suspect I know the answer to this, but have have you generally found that um, people are quite happy to help if you just ask them?
1: It it depends on the individual. Well, that's situation. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so g- generally, when you go and ask for the right person for the right advice, you will get. Mm. Uh, but, but I have to say that, 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 that there is other category. Uh, uh, they, they will take you to the sinister way. They, they take it in a sinister way, if you like, okay. Uh, but, but I try to stay away. Well, you can have a conversation. I, mm. I respect their opinion. That is their viewpoint. But that does not reflect the whole thing, what I am. So I know what my skill set is. I know what I am capable. True. So th- that's why I'm saying you have to believe in it. And then you don't have to do anything. You just go and do your job. You don't even have to t- tell them, I disproved you. So it is It is there already. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I find um, often when you get that sort of negative advice, it's, it's often a reflection of, that person's situation rather than yours isn't it and, and yeah and, and also
1: I think the good, good way to tackle it is probably analyze it in a, in a constructive yeah. way and then take any good points that would help you to move up the career ladder if not I think you can just move on yeah yeah
0: yeah absolutely and I think you know uh, you'll always come across people like that um I've just always been really impressed with them as you're doing now, how willing people who are very, very busy are to sit and have these conversations and contribute to the podcast and just, just hope they can help someone somewhere. And, you know, they may never know that they've done it. Right. But it's, I've always been really impressed with just how willing people are to give that little bit back. And it's always been a pleasant surprise.
1: Thank you, Tom. That's very helpful because I've been through this transition and I've I've been helped by my mentors. So if any of this would help a a person at a given point uh, that would be a good good opportunity
0: yeah Yeah. absolutely so to finish up with Sri um tell us a little bit about you know we're recording this it'll be released next year but we're recording this as we are very close to Christmas 2022 tell us a bit about what's next for you and ictos and and what the immediate future holds
1: Yeah, for ICTAS, it is really an exciting time for us. Uh, So we talked about Macchia and Spire, the generative modeling tools. In addition, we are developing, we have already developed structure-based AI tool that combines physics-based computational methods with machine learning, uh, which is called Dock AI. It's a high-throughput, ultra-high-throughput docking tool. For example, we screen 150 million virtual molecules in a week and provided Mm -hmm. our collaborators 200 compounds for synthesis and testing. Of those, I think they picked 60 compounds, synthesized and tested. Uh, There were a good number of hits, about 30% hit rate, I believe. Uh, The compounds were better than the standard compounds. So that's one validation we have. And we are also applying that DocEI technology to a research charity. We put out an announcement recently, a collaboration with MMV, Medicines for Malaria Venture. So we are applying the similar technology to one of their targets. We delivered a good number of compounds uh, before the end of, yeah, in the beginning of December, we wait to see the results. So that's the technology that is coming up. Uh, And then we have good reception about that in, in different, uh, parts of the biotech and pharma, because what it helps is a, a quick and efficient heat finding way. You don't have to spend a lot of money and resources. Uh, there are compounds on demand. We can do the mm. screen very quickly, and then people can buy compounds and screen them. And then from that point on, we can take into heat expansion, heat to lead and lead optimization as we did before. Yes. So that's one part uh, that is really taking, uh, uh, g- gaining a good pace. And also the peptides, what we are doing in the small molecules, we are trying to replicate in the peptide space as well. Uh, We we are working on a few collaborations with well-known companies in the peptide space that Mm -hmm. is giving us a good edge. And finally, we have the ambition to get into automation. So currently where we are with our technology, we can design the compounds, we we have the information, how to make the compounds in the lab. Yeah. And also, we want to take it to the next step, which is uh, how about uh, instructing a robot to make those design. Right. Components. Yes. So, yeah. in, in this scenario, uh, although it is based on the chemistry and then the type of reactions you do, um, with the right chemistry and right reactions, instead of producing twenty compounds at a time, you instruct robot to do two hundred compounds a go. So that means you, you make the compounds cheaply and you span the chemical space reasonably well, that would enhance the chances of success in, a, in any given discovery project. Uh, so we we have set up a lab in, 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 in south of Paris, and then we have two people already uh, sitting, uh, doing work, and then we, we, we are going to receive a robot to do that work. I think next year, our, our aim is to offer integrated Drug discovery offerings, okay, right from the target to optimized uh, lead or preclinical candidates. So the offering is going to expand significantly. Uh, so the the, off- the the technologies we develop internally together with automation that would help us yeah. to, uh, scale up our operations as well.
0: That's really interesting. So, you know, if you're going to provide the synthetic routes, why not provide them straight to the machines that are going to make them, right? And, you know, I guess it's, so is then. The the in the fullness of time, are you thinking then the overall plan is to automate almost all of the 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 thing, right? So from beginning to end, so from from the target right right through to creating the compound.
1: So for us, the the automation would be the design, make, test, analysis cycle. So to start with, yeah. So yeah, the idea is maybe we find the right minded partners, or we will we build internal capabilities to deal with the biology aspect, as as you know. We are a chemistry focused company, but we are not stopping there. We are expanding our capabilities into uh, full scale drug discovery. Yes, the idea is to become an integrated uh, player with with AI based technology, uh, because we we have multiple projects. We work with pharma. We have quite a few validation examples. The technology does work. uh, So we need to capitalize on that and more. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think, you know, if you can do that, you not only, allow scientists to leverage the computational power that that will see different patterns right but also if they're doing less of the routine stuff they can do more of the creative stuff and come up with new drugs and new ways to look at things and yeah i I think it makes total sense we wish you the best of luck with it Sri. it's very exciting
1: thank you so much tom as ever very nice to have a chat with you and on this occasion is much more special because I, it, it takes me back to the memory lane. And then <laughs> I got in hopefully mostly positive aspects, but I need to uh, mention some negative ones as well uh, to make it clear that a constructive criticism is always helpful. You have to take yes. it and run it with it and believe in yourself and get on.
0: Thanks for joining us on Careers in Discovery and don't forget to subscribe for more insight into the world of drug discovery and R&D. Do take a look at our sponsors, Singular Talent and their mission to make hiring better for companies and individuals in drug discovery and R&D. You can find them at www.singulartalent.io. See you next time.